0: Hey friend, I see you. You struggle because it feels like you never have enough time for all the things in your life and business. But what if all the things are actually taking the place of God in your heart and calendar? God calls, actually he commands his people to love him above all else. But we regularly give our time, attention, and affection away to lesser things, And anything that gets priority over God is an idol. Ouch. You see, how we spend our time reveals what we truly worship. When we elevate other things above God, we make them an idol. So maybe your time issue is really an idols of the heart issue. Because you see, God is the only one who can fulfill and satisfy your every longing. So it's not only a waste of time to try to find it in other places, It's actually a sin that separates you from Him. I know that may not be what you wanted or expected to hear, but it's true. And since we know our busyness is really a heart issue, together we're about to embark on a seven week series called Above All Else. Friend, it's time to dethrone your idols and truly love God above all else by reclaiming the time and devotion that other gods are getting in your life and business. And then, Redirecting it to Him. Are you ready to uncover the idols in your heart? The ones that are affecting not just your time, but more importantly, your relationship with God? Let's shine His light on what's really going on in our hearts. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to do list? It's a disordered heart. And a well ordered life flows from a well ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized and chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the All Start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm gonna show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Hey friend, before we jump into our hearts together, may I share my heart with you? If you're part of my redeemed midlife CEOs, you know that not only Do I challenge you to have a bigger with God vision for your business, but to also prayerfully identify a way that you will tangibly give back to him the first fruits of your harvest. So just in case you're new around here and missed it, or missed it because you were distracted when I shared this a few weeks ago on the podcast, part of my with God business vision is to partner with an organization in Central Asia that helps support women who are trying to grow a business making handcrafted bags and purses to provide resources for their families. Here in the West, we have not only the freedom, but also the expendable resources to invest in our personal and business growth through coaching, programs, and tools. But women on the other side of the world don't have that luxury. While we may struggle with stress around our time and finances, they struggle with meeting the basic needs of themselves and their families on a day-to-day basis. That's why I want us as business owners to make a difference in their life by giving resources and support to help them grow their businesses. And in just a few weeks, I am going to board a plane to fly halfway around the world to Central Asia for the fourth time. And I've set up a meeting with an organization to talk about how we can come alongside them in supporting these women. So, how can you help me? I'm so glad you asked. You can help in two, help me help them in two ways. First of all, for the rest of February, for every podcast review left on Apple Podcasts, I will donate $5. My goal is to get over 100 reviews, so that could be up to $500 that I will take with me. Now, $500 may not change much in your business, but I gotta tell you, that is life-changing money for them. So. All you need to do is push pause, go to the show on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to where you see the five stars, then click on the pencil to leave a review by sharing a sentence or two about how this podcast has blessed you specifically. Just one minute of your time will not only help more women like you find this podcast that can shape their life and business, but will also put more money towards these women in Central Asia. And what's the second way you can contribute? Well, I'm glad you asked about that. Because this is an even bigger win-win. It's joining the redeemed midlife CEO. Because when you do, 10% of your tuition will go directly to the organization that supports these women, both in their life and business, and ultimately seeks to introduce them to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So how does it benefit you? Well, if your January was anything like mine, you didn't get as far in your New Year dreams and goals for your life and business, because, well, life happened, right? Maybe it wasn't your hubby rowing the ocean and unplugging for two weeks to go welcome him at the finish line and help him reacclimate to life on land, only to come home to an infection and a tired body. But chances are something came up that wasn't expected, that took your time and attention away from what you had planned an illness, an accident, a loss, a transition, a distraction. And it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It could very well have been something good, a decision, an opportunity a miracle, a gift. Either way, this is the time of the year when we're just over a month into it, that the excitement and momentum you started the year with may be waning are so far in the rearview mirror it feels like it was over a year ago. And if you stay in that place of, well, life happened, guess what, it will just keep happening. But if you have the right system to plug into and the support to keep you going, you can redeem the time and see fruitful results with God in both your life and business. That, my friend, is exactly what's happening with those inside the redeemed midlife CEO. The ones who are experiencing the difference that having a system and support makes to not only build a foundation, but to build upon that foundation for growth in so many areas. I hear things in the regular about how this has helped them not feel guilty about where their time is going because everything that matters has a place and how having a singular focus has helped them invest their time in building the parts of their business that felt scattered and were lacking in results. So you can stay out in the cold of the life happens, so, so much for goals, plans, changes, results, or you can come warm yourself in our inner circle and find the individual coaching inside a group experience that will change everything about where you spend your time and the return you get on investment. And we're not just talking the tangible and temporal, but the lasting and eternal. Because you will have the system and support that you need to create a with God life and business that goes from random busyness or binging to faithful fruitfulness. So, if that's you, my friend, I want to invite you to right now apply to the Redeemed Midlife CEO. So that way, we can hop on a busyness breakthrough call to see where your time might be stuck and if this program would be a good fit for you. Just go to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching and submit your application. So together, we can redeem your time in both life and business. And that way, you can invest it in what matters and produces fruit. And yep, I'll drop the link in the show notes for you. Speaking of where your time is going, do you feel pulled in so many directions, trying to keep up with it all? Not that those things are bad in and of themselves, but you just may be giving your precious time, attention, affection to God and other things. Your busyness. Your comfort, your control, your self sufficiency, your achievement, your work, your money, your home, yourself, your relationships, your perfectionism, your passions, your pleasures, your devices, which means you're really not worshiping Him above all else. If that's you, I want you to know that you are not alone. What we give our worship to has been a struggle for all humans since the Garden of Eden. But thankfully, God doesn't leave us in that place. He pursues us and wants a relationship with us. One where we truly worship him above all else. And when we let go of what else has our heart and follow him, that's when we find true rest, peace, and joy in both our life and business, as well as that abundant harvest of fruitfulness for his kingdom. But the problem is so many other things have our attention and devotion a.k.a. our time and our heart. That's why this year for our Lent series, Above All Else, here on the podcast, we're taking the next seven weeks to address the real heart issue behind our busyness, the idols of our hearts. I was inspired to do this by the Above All Else study by the Daily Grace Co. And I loved how it paired so well with what we talk about on the Redeem Her Time podcast as we seek to build a with God life and business. But I gotta warn you, It's going to get real uncomfortable for you and me both girl, because I have a feeling that God has some work he wants to do in both of our hearts and calendars, but guaranteed the result will be worth it. So I hope you'll not only stick with me for the series through the end of March, but you'll also share it out with those, you know, who might want to get to the root of their busyness issue too. So are you ready for that? Good. In today's introduction, I'm going to answer three questions. First, what do you worship? Second, what is idolatry? And third, what idols have my heart? Ready to dive in? All right, here we go. What do you worship? We were created to worship God alone, to live a with God life. In Genesis 1 and 2, that is exactly what was happening. And the reasonable response of Adam and Eve was to give God their whole heart. But we all know Genesis 3 happened And Adam and Eve believed that God was not enough and that somehow he was withholding good from them and from their relationship. And so they believed they could create better gods for themselves. Now, it wasn't that they were saying not, not God, right? But they had a desire for other things besides him that misplaced their worship. And that is when sin entered the world and we started living as those without a relationship with God. And you know what? Even still today, We are tempted to misdirect our worship, which is why God commands his children in Exodus 20 verses three through six. And here's what it says. You shall have no other gods before me. Do not make for yourselves a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or earth below or water underneath. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, aka those who don't love me fully, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who do love me and keep my commandments. You see, a jealous God is not a selfish God, because he knew, just like back in the garden, it was really for their good, because no one and nothing else can fully fulfill and satisfy. But we still try to find it elsewhere, don't we? And these were the children of Israel who were just coming out of Egypt, where there were many gods, which is got why God had to remind them that he was the one true God. Psalms 135 verses 15 through 18 says, the idols of the nations are the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak eyes, but do not see ears, but do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouths. And listen to this, those who make them become like them a.k.a. lifeless and without salvation. So even knowing this, even the children of Israel seeing God do what he did, they still turn to other things. And we still turn to other things too, even when we know better. Jonah says in Jonah 2.8, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Why in the world would we trade the hope of steadfast love for a vain idol that cannot speak Cannot hear, cannot see, cannot breathe any breath into anything. But we do. And that, my friend, is called idolatry. So, what is idolatry? Well, here is the truth. Only one of two things can rule your heart God or anything else. You see, that nation of Israel that he gave that command to in Exodus, they had just come out of the promised land. They had seen what God did. But what happened? They got out into the wilderness. They got impatient, and they built the golden calf just 12 chapters later. In Exodus 32, 4, here's what they said after building that golden calf. They said, these are your gods who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. What? And they clearly saw God's hand move, and they still were tempted to turn to other gods. You see, in their impatience for Moses to come down from the mountain, and ultimately for God to move on their behalf, they worshipped the creation rather than the creator. Romans 1 talks about this in verses 22 through 25. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and creatures. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever, amen. Now, it's easy to point the finger at them, right? But we do the same thing. And even still, when we look at this, The Israelites worshiped outwardly, but idolatry really begins in the heart. In the study, the Daily Grace study, the definition of idolatry is this. Idolatry is setting something or someone other than God upon the throne of our hearts. Ugh, have you put something or someone other than God on the throne of your heart? And here's the thing. As we look back at those children of Israel, they didn't learn their lesson. Because yes, they went through the motions of the temple and the tabernacle, but they still were sacrificing to other gods. Ezekiel 14.3 calls them out and says, they have set up idols in their hearts and placed sinful stumbling blocks in front of themselves. That, my friend, is the only thing an idol does. It causes us to stumble and turn away from the Lord. You see, we can have outward motions of worshiping God, but the heart shows what we truly worship, which is why God said over and over, Their hearts are far from me. I wonder what he would say today. Probably the same. And then he gave this warning in Exodus 14, 4. I, the Lord, will answer him appropriately. I will answer him according to his many idols. You see, even though they are trying to make it look like they are worshiping God on the outside, God was looking at their heart, attention, and affection, and he knew where their true worship was going. But like we said earlier, this is not just an Old Testament problem or Romans problem. It is an us problem today in 2024. So let's look at question number three. What idols have my heart? This year, I'm reading the New Testament in a year from the Daily Grace Co. And just last week, when I was sitting on the porch of the guest house in Antigua, I was reading Matthew 19 while planning for this podcast series. And you better believe my radar went up when I read about the rich young ruler in Matthew 19. Let me read to you verses 16 through 22. Then someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, I have kept all these, what do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you wish to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And when the young man heard this word, he went away grieving for he had many possessions. What's so interesting to me is that this man knew the commandments, right? He was able to say yes and check the box to all of the last six, which were focused on loving others. But it was the first four that were truly lacking. Don't have any other gods before me. Don't worship anything else. Don't dishonor God's name and honor the Sabbath. Those are the commands about loving God with all of our heart. Now, The word idol was not mentioned by Jesus, but he definitely knew that something else had his heart. Jesus knew what he treasured. He knew there was one thing that he was not willing to give up to get far more. And what's crazy is that nothing else was worth holding on to in comparison to what Christ was offering him in the kingdom. That man, his emotions gave him away, right? He went away grieving. When we are happy, it shows that something we love is in our possession. When we are anxious, it shows something we love is at risk. When we're angry, it shows something we love is stolen or taken. When we are despondent, it shows something we love is lost. His emotions revealed his heart. And our emotions reveal our hearts. So what are your emotions saying lately? Now here's the thing. He didn't technically say no to Jesus, He just wanted it to be God plus other things, and he wasn't willing to let go and let God have everything. Aren't we tempted and tried in the same way by the distractions that misdirect our worship to something else? And the word that just stood out to me as I was reading that is the word perfect, which takes me back to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. But if you look up what that actually means, it talks about being fulfilled and full and having everything that we need, not about being perfect as in sinless. You see, we look to all these other things to complete us, to perfect us. And yet, the only one God that he talked about in the beginning of that passage would actually do that for him and for us. So, are you ready for some tough questions? Don't worry, I am asking these myself too. What do I have that I am not willing to give up? What do I live for that I don't have yet? What is most important to me? What do I love and what is most dear to me? What do I desire above the Lord or in addition to him? What am I sacrificing time for? You see, what we love above all else is what we worship, and our emotions reveal our hearts, as do our calendars. We, too, want it to be God plus other things. And so over the next seven weeks, we will address these idols of the heart so that if they do have a place in your time and affection, you can put them in their proper place. Maybe it's your busyness, your comfort and control, your self-sufficiency, your achievement, your work, your money, your home, yourself, your relationships, your perfectionism, your passions and pleasures, your devices. Now, right now, You could be hanging your head and grieving just like that rich young man. But as his daughters, we have hope, even in our struggle with idols. Because even as God's people turned away from him, the truth of his character from Genesis to Revelation is that he continually and graciously pursues his people. He offers forgiveness freely to all who repent of their misdirected worship, who release the idols of their heart, and who return to him as God alone. And remember, no pursuit, pleasure, or person will ever make a comparable God. No idol can uphold his promise to be with us, pursue us, and save us. My friend, we need his word and his spirit, along with other godly women, to shine a light on our hearts to remind us of what's true and reveal our idols of the heart. So in this series, we're going to dethrone the idols of our heart reclaim his right to our deepest affection and attention and redeem our time for worshiping him by loving him above all else. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. As Christian women living in a world full of distracting idols, with an enemy who loves to subtly get us to turn away from the one true God, we must be willing to look at our hearts. Are you willing to look at your hearts? Are you willing to ask the hard questions together? Good, because we're just getting started Lent is about preparing our hearts for Easter by putting down things that distract us. So what better things to purge from our lives than the idols that get in the way of our relationship with God that we have through the resurrection of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Here is today's community question. What is God speaking to your heart today about what you worship and what lesser things you give time and attention to trying to find fulfillment, purpose, security, or satisfaction in? I invite you to come share as much as you want inside the Redeem Her Time community on today's community question post. If it's your first time, you can join us at redeemhertime.com forward slash community. And if you desire a faith-centered system and support to reclaim your heart and redeem your time to bear fruit for his kingdom in both your life and business, be sure to go check out the Redeemed Midlife CEO at redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. And submit your application for a busyness breakthrough call so we can start clearing out the lesser things that are getting in the way of what he has called you to. But before we go, let's pray. In fact, I wrote this in my prayer journal in preparation for this series. Lord, as I embark on teaching what your word has to say about idols of the heart that turn our time and affection away from you, may you do a work in my heart to reveal my idols and where my worship is misplaced. Thank you for not leaving me where I am, but for continuing to pursue me as your daughter. May I, by your spirit, dethrone the idols in my heart and restore you to your rightful place on the throne. And may others be drawn in to do the same, all for your glory and the praise of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode, and until next time, remember. Instead of chasing time on a clock, trying to control it, receive the gift of time from the one who truly holds it. Because as his daughter, you have time. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And... It helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above course i'll drop the link in the show notes because i know you're a busy girl look carefully then how you live not as unwise but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil ephesians 5 15 through 16 i'll see you in a few days friend god bless